Welcome to Straight Fire Moms Podcast. This is Melvina Shills, not with us uh, today, but we are back. We have um, Kanisha. She's assistant principal at Foster Elementary, and it was such a joy to have her here with us last time. So informative, and we just still had so many questions that, we, you know, discussions to have. So we just wanted to say thank you for coming back again. Yes, Absolutely. You're welcome. All right. So now, last time we were talking about, um, I think we were talking about accountability for parents because you were talking about all the wonderful things that the schools offer right yes and i was so out of the loop because <laughs> you know because my kids are older yeah. but um but yeah so all these things that all these wonderful things that they do but we would mention the accountability of the parents too because you know it's not one size fits all right it, yes it, it absolutely all. yeah mm-hmm. i mean and so in many instances you do have the parents that um are looking at the school as if though it's their issue their concern uh hey it's 7 7 10 7 15 we drop them off y'all deal with it and um we can we literally have some parents who have our school phone numbers blocked when it comes to us trying to reach out to them so it's just it gets that serious so the accountability piece it can be it can go either way we have those that want to be called and want to be engaged and be involved and then we have those who are not making excuses they may be overwhelmed or just don't or either they just don't care don't know that's not my concern or my battle but my focus is though to be real raw and relevant Mm -hmm. like when i have conversations with certain parents if their kids are habitual offenders as i call them Mm -hmm. when it comes to discipline or if it's an issue with attendance or whatnot or it's an issue with academics that a child is not doing well not performing well but you know i have to have those courageous and difficult conversation with parent and let them know it's your responsibility like we're all and this is like a, a triad this is this is the holy right. trinity i call exactly. it you know the parent the school and the student we have to work together for the success of the kids so don't make it be about that we are aggravating you you are the parent it is amazing to me but it's so true and i've seen it from different parents too like you said they send the kids to school they're done mm-hmm. you know this is your job why right. this is why you getting paid this right. is like their mindset right? right and then like you say you teach them at school but then at home you need the parents to support that and yeah, absolutely and, and then what happens in some families they're just like sit them in a room to do their homework you mm-hmm. know and get mad at them and a lot of times that that anger is fear are is because they don't know themselves they don't know they don't know how to do the work right. they don't and that instead of being honest with your children mm-hmm. and then not just that seeking out your own mm-hmm. right that you can't do it you know what i mean it's right. okay if you have it just go you know go up from there change it if you don't know what to do there are so many different things that the district provides there are online tutoring there's apps, it's called paper tutoring that the school district provides mm-hmm. where you literally can have a live individual on the phone or a laptop help you with your work. Like mm-hmm. take a picture of the worksheet you're working on or a text that you're reading and the person will walk you through, explain as if literally one-on-one tutoring, free. Yeah. In the district. I've seen that. Right. So, I mean, there are no excuses. If you want something bad enough, you can figure it out. If you don't know, then that, again, that's why the school, the teacher, the student, the mom, the parents, whatever, we're all in this together. And it has to be a comfortable uh, situation where everyone can realize that we've got to work together for the good of this child. Right. So, no, a parent can't just expect 
you know, teacher do what they do at school, admin do what they do, social workers do what they do, but what, you come home and then you just, you know, watching real housewives, whatever, doing what you do, or smoking, I'm be realistic, you know, smoking weed, chilling, whatever, and your child is over here struggling or either taking care of the other kids in the house. That's see, a lot of that oh too. Goodness, don't start me. Don't start me. Oh my. With that too, <laughs> listen, it's bad. I, I do hate to see that when mm-hmm. the, when their parents put that responsibility of their children off on their older children. On the older siblings. They're running around carrying babies on their Absolutely. hips when they get out of school. Absolutely. So wrong. So, so on all levels. So and, wrong. And that by itself become, becomes a, a weight mm-hmm. that many of our children, like I, I was at Sly before I was at Foster, you know, last year. And there is a serious weight on many of our seventh, eighth grade, you know, black girls like mm. the way you cook you clean you do all of this at 12 you know 13 years old because mom has got this going on or mom is preoccupied so with, it's with, it's real with boo, with it, boo and, that, and stuff is, like that it's yeah. true it's yeah. true you know i'm going away for the weekend you watch the kid you you watch your brother your sister it, it's it's and it's disheartening it's too much and so those are sometimes much. when if i know i'm gonna have a real conversation mm-hmm. With, with mom or whomever I'm like look this isn't fair to the child that you need to make sure that you are um think about it if it were you and in many instances it is a habitual mm-hmm. cycle it's a generational thing it's, yes. it's okay yes. but it's not okay and what it does is it causes many of our uh young girls to end up on adult adultification at an early age mm-hmm where that's all they see. So by the time they're 15, 16, they're already sexually active and they end up in the whole cycle of getting pregnant and doing all this cycle. And then mom's going off on mm-hmm. them and wanting to put them out. Right. But not even understanding that this is you the helped. pattern that you helped. You, you helped you, you help create this. Yeah, you, you, you did that. Yeah, you helped did that. And then it's denial and this, that, or the third. But yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's very real. And so uh, it's important for people like myself, African, especially black, like, admin in in schools where we're we're needed to have these courageous conversations with our with our moms like we have and I know it's hard being a single mom and having the weight of having to go to work take care of the bills take care of the kids haircuts hairdos taking care of all the things that you have the doctor's appointments whatever some cases therapy for kids or whatever but you gotta remember, you had them. And there is help. Yes, absolutely. There's so many resources out there. You can't be full of pride. Mm-hmm. You can't be full of pride. And you have to be honest with yourself and say, Am I failing? Am I getting habitual calls over and over again from the school about discipline? Am am I am I depressed and am I going through cycles over and over again like is this the same thing every time I'm down I go to another dude or I get this or I'm Mm -hmm. falling on alcohol or drugs gotta be honest with yourself and like you said, the depression, when you talked about that, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm thinking sometimes when moms don't even get out the bed and see right. kids off to school. Oh, The absolutely. kids get their own, oh if there's gosh. anything to eat, and a lot of times there's not. Oh, my God. And they just, the mom's still in the bed, yes. you know, and yes. the kids is going on about their business. Or time. that older sibling yes. is the one when that's assuring time. that all the rest of them are getting their clothes. I yes. had one situation with one little boy. He was a severe uh, juvenile 
diabetic with you know juvenile diabetes and the mom wasn't even getting up he was so bad he had to have his blood work like checked before he even got to school and then when he got to school it had to be checked once he had breakfast like she wasn't doing her part at all wow and in those instances many times unfortunately if it's severe enough or whatever if a child's life is at jeopardy or health is we do have to get people engaged and involved in it. And it, in times like that, it should be. Yeah. It should be because so, obviously it's, being, it's not being taken care mm -hmm. of at home. And like yeah. you said, the child's the most important. Absolutely. So thank you for that. So now, let me ask you now about a school discipline, okay? Mm -hmm. What what do you guys do? I know you said that this you guys want to do a more positive, do the positive mm -hmm. side more. Mm -hmm. what, what do you do? What do you do when a, when a child um, I mean, when a, a child, well, when the police has say, when the police has to be called because of a fight is so bad, or because of there's, yeah, what do you do? <laughs> well, number one, we have SROs at the school. SRO, yeah, it's the the police officers, the officers that are at school. What do they call school resource officers? Okay, they're already at the school anyway. Okay. Okay. So, um, in many instances, if it is severe enough, if a child is caused bodily harm and the victim's parents do want to press charges then yes they there they can do that um in most instances it has to be on both sides though it's a lot of little nuances and stuff as far as like pressing charges or whatever but um discipline is an issue that i first say at the school as an admin you have to have a clear and a direct plan as far as your expectations of behaviors at a school, you have to be very, as an administrator, very clear about your expectations with your students. So that will help eliminate some of the discipline issues that you have at a school, number one. If you find a school or where there's a lot of discipline issues, fighting, whatever, whatever, it's because there's not a clear plan, not a clear expectation and follow through with whatever the consequences okay. are at that school. So the school sets, no, the, school sets, sets the tone. The yeah, what me. is your procedures? What so when a child say after, well, you say if a child has gotten into several fights, first first of all, we look to see if a child is like ESC. Does this child have like some type of a special education uh, label? Um, do they have an IEP, individualized educational plan? that is dealing with behavior. So we go through all of that. We put them on a tier system, just like I said before about tiering, mm -hmm. we have behavior tier students as well. Mm -hmm. So if a child is repeatedly getting in fights, you know, cussing at teachers, mm -hmm. profanity, whatever, the child is many cases have like success coaches or they're referred to the counselor and they do like mentoring with them they do sessions with them to help them with maybe anger management or whatnot so there are systems already in place interventions in place for those students if it gets too bad where uh the child uh is severely like hurting a, hurt another child or whatever they can be removed from the school it could be that a child is given the uh, sent to an alternative school, but it takes a little time for that to happen. Um, we have what is like the ATOS where they go to an alternative school and do like out of school suspension at another school. Okay. For a while. Okay. So like say if a kid gets into a major fight and it's like they're suspended for five days, mm -hmm. they don't necessarily stay home. Okay. We may send them to a 
ATOS school where they are in a room and that's where they're at at that school for those five days. Okay. If it's a if that child continues to get in the fight after that, then it may go to the next level where they may be uh, sent to an alternative ed school like North Tampa or whatnot or Brandon, uh, you know, the alternative school for those, yeah. Okay, so students. Thank you. So mm -hmm. what about the out of control parents? Out of control the parents. Because they're just acting a plum fool because they're upset behind whatever's transpired, what the teacher did, and blah, blah, blah. No. So, what is, so how do you, what's the, <laughs> what is the protocol for that? First and foremost, that that's a no-no. If you want to get help, don't come acting like well, that. Don't come like, that. don't come that. like, don't, don't come acting like this. <laughs> no. So come the right way. But if they do come that way, number one, you can receive a civility letter. Okay. And a civility letter means that you can't come back here. Okay. Because at the end of the day, this is a public institution. You can't act this way. You're going to calm down. Mm -hmm. We're going to come in this room. We're going to have a conversation like civilized individuals. Mm -hmm. If you do not, then you can get that civility letter. And that means you cannot come to this school. Mm -hmm. So what I would advise is if a parent is upset, first of all and foremost, kids lie. I hate For to say sure. you can't always believe your tell, child. Right. You got to get the details, get the whole scoop before you come up there saying one thing. Because the one thing that we're going to do, we're going to investigate. Mm -hmm. We're going to find out all the details. A lot of time, pull the camera mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or in, in many instances and situations, there are kids that unfortunately have their phone record thing. So we going to talk. We gonna, and the kids, they going to tell on each other. Mm -hmm. So know the information first before you come. And don't let your kid make a fool of you. Right. But when you get there, just act civilized. We're going to give you, we're going to do our absolute best to do what's best and what's right for, for your child. But you can't come act in any kind of way and expect for us to, to do that. So if you're still not satisfied with whatever the, the, the discipline may be, it may be a change of environment, meaning you go to a different school mm -hmm. or going to ATOS or suspension or ISS, whatever it is, you may not be satisfied with it. You're more than welcome to call the school district. Mm -hmm. Call your district to the district office and have a conversation with the regional soup, mm -hmm. uh, superintendent or whatnot, or this, and, and we can have a meeting. They'll usually uh, contact us and let us know that, oh, this parent is upset about blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you need to, they'll first tell us, reach out to them and see if you have another conversation with them. Um, and if that goes well then it's resolved if mm -hmm. not many times we'll have a meeting mm -hmm. with um the student engagement team and we'll we'll figure it out okay yeah thank you for that so now uh, you did mention about the uh, school resource officer mm -hmm. so so all the schools now have that mm -hmm. oh that's good yes that's good yes so, so now i remember dave when you could walk into school and just go to your kid's classroom oh, you can't do that anymore for oh, sure no so mm -hmm. first and foremost if you want to come to the school and you want to actually come to a classroom and say uh volunteer or whatever first and foremost you're gonna have to slide your id because they got to check to make sure that you're not like a felon or a sexual predator or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You can't just do that. And you have to communicate it with the school, the teacher before coming into a classroom. You can't just pop up. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to volunteer, there is a on the school district's website. You can do the volunteer form that will allow you to go through the proper check. They'll go through the background check 
the to see if you you know your history criminal record and then you can become like a volunteer at the school or whatever but you are welcome to come to the school but you, there is a way in which you do it you can't just pop up on any willing any day and just say oh i'm just coming up and sit in the classroom that that's a a privacy issue with the other students that's within the classroom things are right. different now than what it was when i was in school because when i was in school yeah back in the 80s yeah you could kind of do that now no no so briefly um if we can ask ask you about because uh, i know one time we did a podcast with a police officer right mm-hmm. and he was talking about at the schools and things that there's certain procedures when the when they have to come out to the school mm-hmm. uh, then there's a social worker that comes there's mm-hmm. somebody from you know i guess children's services that may come mm-hmm. if it's depends on if it's a girl or if it's a boy whether mm-hmm. they have you know so they had different people mm-hmm. so that like we were saying it was not just you know the police call and the police handle it they have different it's different procedures for different situations. Mm-hmm. It's according to what the situation is. Yeah. If it's something to deal with like drug related or some type of a Title IX situation where it's a sexual assault or something like that, mm-hmm. then of course, I mean, we would first and foremost have our our guidance counselor, our admin team, the social worker or whomever on the student services side to deal with that. We just don't it's mm-hmm. according to what the situation so is. It's a whole team of people. That oh, it's a whole the okay, student yeah. services team and okay. admin. We all work in conjunction together according to what the incident is. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I appreciate you once again for this. It's been so interesting. Um, and just you just you, by it's been your career, you're you're just so knowledgeable, and I love it. So. Can I ask you to come back one more time? Yes. I have yes, a couple right. things I'd like to know about. I'd like to know um, about you and, and mm-hmm. what what drove you or, mm-hmm. or what passion, what, how did you come about getting into the education field? And and, and so so many years, it's just wonderful. Um, we appreciate it. We need, we need to appreciate you, Lord knows. Good, good teachers to take care of our, you know, take Absolutely. care of our children. Yes. That's one thing. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about when we come back, if we can, is what you know about the immigration, you know, into the schools, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, a lot of people are coming, mm-hmm. migrating here. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to another teacher one time and she was explaining to me that at the end of the year, how they were just overwhelmed because, uh, because yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about that too, if you don't mind, okay? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, thank Absolutely. you so much. All right. The listening audience, thank you so much for tuning in to Straight Fire Moms podcast. If you have any questions, um, just just drop a line there for us and uh, we'll try to respond to those questions, answer those questions. And um, until next time, this is Great Fire Moms, where we learn and we grow. Thanks for listening.